You're listening to Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out the Tiger's Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. What's up, Play Callers listeners? We are so lucky to be joined with none other than quarterback coach, Coach Chaney on this beautiful Saturday morning, and with the university off week, the MLB divisional rounds are actually starting today, and we got a great college football slate. Coach, how are you doing this morning, and thank you for recording with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, doing great. Got a big win last night. Um, got a bye week coming up, so kind of being able to relax this Saturday, it's, uh, it's a little different feeling, but it, I'm, I'm uh, enjoying it so far. Yes, sir. Um, so first I just want to kind of do a basic kind of setting the scene question as a quarterback coach, what exactly does your job entail and what is your role on the team? Um, so my job is on a day to day is just to, um, prepare the quarterbacks for the, with the game plan for whatever we're doing that week. Um, so we might install some new plays or something like that. And then I'm just working with them on their reads and, um, just how to how we're going to execute the game plan, and then as far as game planning goes, um, I work with Coach Johnson and Coach Bagwell, our, <clears throat> our receiver coaches, and um, we get the pass game set for the week, whatever we like that week, um, any kind of wrinkles that we might throw in. Um, so that's that's what I do on the, as far as game planning goes, and then daily my daily job is just to prepare the quarterbacks to execute the game plan. Yes, sir. And um, speaking about coaching your quarterbacks, like what is your mentality to them and how do you form relationships with them? But not not just the quarterbacks, just the entire team. So I would say my mentality with a quarterback is not to overcoach them. Uh, I think in the in the profession, quarterback coaches um, have a tendency to overcoach their kids. And when that happens, um, you limit their playmaking ability. Um, if you, if you, I don't want robots. I want football players. Um, yes, sir. So <clears throat> that's kind of my goal. I mean, obviously, there's things that have to be coached and there's things that have to be done. But you don't. I don't want to. I don't want to overdo it and say, "Hey, you have to do this exactly this way every time." Because when you got guys running at you from all different angles and you have to read different defenders, you got to be able to make ball plays. So. Um, that's kind of my philosophy. And as far as relationships go, I think <clears throat> a lot of that is formed, um, in the downtime. Like, so when you're not at, maybe when you're not <clears throat> at practice or you're in between, uh, maybe like in the mornings when we're in between a workout and a walkthrough, just talking to the kids and getting to know them, uh, what they'd like to do, what they do on the weekends. Um, and then I typically try to, try to have like a, either some kind of dinner with my quarterbacks before the season starts or have them over to my house um, during the season and just to kind of hang out and not talk about football. I think that's the main thing is hang out with them, talk with them, and let it not have to be about football all the time. We get enough football um, during the week, so you you can find times to um, build relationships with them on things that are not football-related. Yes, sir. That I mean, that's awesome. I mean, with the stress of football, you got to have off days. You got to just be able to relax with your teammates. 
And um, with that, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Max Mesman. Max, what kind of questions do you have for Coach Chaney this morning? So, good morning, Coach. Um, Awesome game last night. I unfortunately wasn't able to go, but I was following on Twitter. Um, Yeah, incredible game, incredibly coached game. Boys showed a lot of heart. And I wanted to ask, uh, in the game against Opelika last night, Henry Allen at quarterback threw for uh, 17 for 32 with 179 passing yards. He also had that game-winning touchdown to Griffin McLean at the end of the game. And uh, I wanted to ask, what do you have to say overall about Henry Allen's performance last night? Um, I would say gutsy. Um, We had some things that didn't go our way uh, during the game. Um, But he was able to, when it was time to play the best, he played the best. When it was time to – when it was time to really come back, and when we were down two scores with seven minutes left, um, you got to be the best player on the field, and I think he was. Um, <clears throat> um, I would just say that he showed a lot of heart, and that when it when it came down to it, he made plays when plays had to be made, and uh, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier about uh, I want ball players, I don't want robots. I think he was a ball player last night. Yes, sir. I mean, he was definitely a ball player. He's been a ball player, actually, since coming onto the team, which I wanted to talk about. Henry, as somebody that wasn't even on the team at the start of the season, he's come up on big situations during this uh, past five-game win streak going into the bye week. And I wanted to ask, how exactly has Henry been able to come in on such short notice and be able to learn the play calls and fit into this offensive scheme so perfectly? Well, um, so it's a little different than what people think. He was with us. A little bit longer than than what what you would think. Uh, we were practicing him um, <clears throat> in the mornings, um, just just kind of getting him prepared. It's just when Jackson got hurt, we kind of sped the process up a little bit. So he's had a little bit more time than than people know. Um, but I would say that it just goes back to um, just ha- just Henry and Henry's a smart kid and he's able to he's able to grasp whatever we need him to grasp. So like we, what we've done is since he's He's, this process got sped up, and he had to get thrown in there. Um, we've kind of just added added parts of our playbook as the weeks go. So we started small when he first came with us back at the beginning of August, and then um, <clears throat> then whenever we got he got thrown into the fire with Jackson getting hurt, we added a little bit more, and then the next week we added a little bit more, and then this, so on and so on and so on. So um, it's been a slow process. Um, as far as getting the playbook in, I would say we still don't even have the whole playbook in with him. Um, we we just try to find things that he do that he does well and things that would be successful against our opponent. Um, but he again, it goes back to Henry. He's he's a smart guy. He's uh he's able to grasp everything I've asked him to, and um, he studies he studies the playbook. He's he's all if I give him something to study for the week, he's always got it down. So um, I would just I would say it goes back to the Henry and the kind of, the kind of kid he is. Yes, sir. And last question revolving around last night's game specifically. Going into that last drive at your own thirty-eight with under three minutes to go, were there any specific words that you told Henry before he took the field and eventually led Auburn to victory? Uh, just always always tell him to be smart in those situations that we don't have to get it all in one play. Um, we had time. We had, I think, we had two timeouts at the time. Three minutes of two timeouts. Uh, we can still run the ball in that situation. So I just told him to protect the football, make smart decisions. If you don't have it, get out of bounds or throw it away. Um, I don't try to. <clears throat> I, don't, I didn't try to uh, give him too much information. Um, just hey, be smart with the football. 
uh, we have timeouts and, and we can run the ball. That's the biggest thing. A lot of times you get in those situations and people think uh, running the ball is off the table. But if you got three minutes and two two timeouts, you you have plenty of time to, to be able to run the ball and stop the clock when you need to. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, just kind of make them aware of, of our situation and what we're trying to do offensively is what I would say right before right before he jogged out. Yes, sir. And then when it comes to the quarterback position specifically, I feel like it's one of the more cerebral positions really in all of sports with the reads that a quarterback has to make and call out before the snap as well as the split-second decisions that he has to make while the play is going on. So I wanted to ask, from a coaching standpoint, how important as well as probably challenging is that to teach those reads to a player, a quarterback, as well in practices as well as games throughout the week. Yeah, so it's super important. I, I tell my quarterbacks all the time: the most I can't put you out there if you don't know who you read it or what what the read is. Um, I would yes, say sir. that we try to in our offense we try to make it as simple as we possibly can. We try to <clears throat> make our reads the same no matter what formation we're in for a specific play. Um, so if we have a play called and we run it in one formation, if we run it in another formation, the the read is going to be the same every time. Um, so that helps them a little bit. It presents something different to the defense, but it's the same for us. Um, <clears throat> so I would say the the main thing that we do that is really um, that I think is really helpful is we in the off season I meet with the quarterbacks every week. Once a week we go we go over at least two to three pass plays um, or run plays and uh, talk about our read, what it is, who it is, um, and then. We'll go out and we'll do it slow on the field. So we'll go like fifty percent on the field. Um, so we'll get we'll get a coach or two coaches and then the receivers and we'll kind of just walk through it. Then we'll jog through it and then we'll run. Then we'll run through it. So like a coach would be the read for the quarterback, um, <clears throat> and we'll like I said we'll walk through it. Quarterback makes the read, throws the ball out to him. It's kind of real slow pace, kind of a lob out there, and then we'll speed it up a little bit and speed it up and speed it up and speed it up. So. Um, I think that's the one thing that's helped our guys a lot is seeing it on a board and then walking through it and then jogging through it and then running through it. Yes, sir. And then I want to bring up the point uh, you made real quick about going into a bye week after such a huge rivalry game uh, last night, you know, in a big win. Uh, you got a bye week, and then next you got the big one against Central at home, number one team in the state right now in 7A and undefeated. Um, how is the team – what is the team's mindset going into this bye week and practices, as well as just like staying poised and getting ready for that huge matchup two weeks from now? Uh, yeah, so the biggest thing with a bye week is <clears throat> it's not an off week. It's just we're, as far as like the, the week, we just don't play this Friday. So we are going to take it a little bit lighter in practice. Um, it, it basically is going to give us – a few more days to prepare for Central. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll coaches will have a little bit more time. Um, we'll, we'll spend the first half of this week at practice focusing on ourselves as far as um, our players. We, we probably won't really put a game plan in or anything yet. We'll just kind of focus on what we're doing, making sure we're healthy, making sure we're still in shape. I think that's a big thing that we have, again, that most people don't have is we're in better shape than a lot of people. Um, so, <clears throat> we will make sure that that stays – and then um, toward the end of the week, we'll start installing game plan stuff for Central. Uh, it's a big game. It's at home. Um, it's kind of a robbery now, I would say. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think 
our kids will be ready for it, and we'll be ready for it. And I think it's always a plus anytime you can get a little bit of extra time. Yes, sir. And then my last question is going to be, not only are you part of the coaching staff here at Auburn High School this year as well as the last two years, but before that, you're also part of that co- coaching staff at Oxford when they won the state title in 2019 under Coach Etheridge. So um, you're a guy that's been here, been there and won that, you know. And so I wanted to ask, what exactly um, were the key factors that played a part into your decision to come to an Auburn team that I, it hurts for me to say as a student in Auburn schools all this time, but has never won a state title. What exactly played into your decision to follow Coach Etheridge and come to Auburn High School two years ago? Uh, the biggest thing is Coach Etheridge, um, and then just working for him, uh, being able to being able to uh, come to come to work every day and enjoy my job because the people I work for. Um, uh, Coach Wagner, um, I've I've been with him. Um, he's obviously the offensive coordinator. <clears throat> I've been his. I've been a coach on his staff for. Ever since I've been with Coach uh, with Coach Etheridge as well, so we've all been together. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for having a staff that's been together for a while. Because half of our offensive staff uh, was at Oxford, and the other half was at Auburn, and we've kind of uh, come together very nicely. But I think any time that you can have cohesiveness in a staff for a, a long time, it helps. Um, but yes, yeah, just being able to work with those guys and for those guys is the main reason that I chose to come. Um, and then just um, it's a little bit closer to my hometown um, where I grew up. And then uh, I went to Auburn, so I just well, kind of wanted to get back. Uh, I went to Auburn University, so I graduated from there in 17. Um, I wanted to get back to here with my wife and my and uh, or my kid. And um, I think the but the biggest thing, the reason I chose to come to Auburn to come to Auburn High School is with the people that I was working with and the people that I still work with. Um, Coach Ethers is is a is a great coach, probably the best in the state. And then Coach Wagner is probably the best offensive coordinator in the state. So, and they are, in my opinion, anyways. I mean, if somebody somebody might disagree with me, but I, I'd go to battle for them any day. Um, and I think that's yes, the same reason that I chose to come. Yes, sir. Well, now I'm going to send you to uh, my co-host Reese Kinder. Uh, Reese, take it away. Uh, good morning, Coach. Uh, good win last night, especially in the rivalry game. Um, you know, Henry Allen last night, I was actually at the game. Henry Allen had a lot of overthrows and a lot of uh, – he even threw one interception. Actually, I think it was two interceptions maybe. Right. Um, but what are you guys going to work on in the bye week um, going uh, to the Central game? Um, we're just going to – we're going to continue to work on what we've, uh, what we've been doing uh, as far as we're going to uh, continue to work on our reads and make sure we know who our reads are and, and what we're <clears> – <throat> What we're supposed to do each play, offensive football is about execution. Uh, so we got to be able to execute every play, um, every play that's called. Um, and then the thing with Henry um, is we're we're going to install a little bit more offense. I was talking about that earlier. Uh, so we might install a couple more plays. So we'll have to have to do our whole process there that I was talking about, where we walk through it, we jog through it, we run through it. Um, but as far as throwing the football. Um, I mean, we're going to – every day we're going to work on it. We're going to work on it, uh, work on our mechanics and all that stuff. But, I mean, Henry's fine. Um, he had – he had. I would say he had one one, one to two bad decisions all night. In a, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean the, he's, he's going he's gonna to be fine. He's a ball player. He'll be, uh, he'll be out there ready to go next week. Um, but, yeah, 
I would say the ba- main thing we got to work on is just making sure that we're able to execute every play that's called. And we c- we are right now. We're just going to continue that. Yeah, I know y'all have Henry Allen, but also you have the two sophomore backup quarterbacks, Craw- Crawford Lothridge and Max Hammer. Uh, what do those guys mean to you? What do you guys tell them in practice? Uh, you know, just in case a guy like Henry Allen, if he were to get hurt and they could step up and be the next quarterback. Yeah, so they get they get they get just as many reps as anybody in practice. Uh, the thing the thing there is, <clears throat> I tell them every week that they're one play away from playing, or they they may go in and and have to play during times. I know we've 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 put Crawford in a few a few times in the last few weeks, um, but the the main thing is they just understand they have to prepare just like Henry does. I mean, they have to study the study the game plan, study the. Uh, protection, study everything that <clears throat> that we're doing for that week, and they do a really good job of that. Um, as far as being prepared mentally, and then physically, both of them are both of them have good arms. They're both physically gifted, um, so I, I just make sure that they know that that they're they're still um, there's still a strong chance they have to go in the game. Uh, you know, you never know with football. Somebody get hurt. Um, somebody's his helmet. Somebody's helmet might fall off. I mean, we might have. Um, there's a million different things that could happen where one of them have to go in. So they just have to be prepared, prepare like the starter. Um, I think, like I said, they do a really good job of that. Um, my last question is, uh, what is your relationship between the players and the coaches? Like um, some of your players, like who's, uh, what's your relationship with them? Um, I would say that uh, my relationship with my players is that I just, I try to make it, make them understand that uh that I love them I love all our players and uh, I try to make sure that they know that and I try to make sure that um they understand that I'm going to coach them hard but it's because I want them to be the best the best person they can be and the best uh the best quarterback that they can be um <clears throat> I would say the the main thing with that is like I was saying earlier you just have to you have to find times where it's not all about football all the time um, it's when you when we're doing foot when we're at football practice or we're doing something football related, that's about football. But if we're if we're walking in the hallway to the to the weight room and we we can talk about something else, you know, it doesn't. You can find times to get to know the kids. And I think that's the main thing. Find find the find the little times to to get to know the kids and uh, build a relationship with them. Thanks, coach. Yes, sir. So um, I have just a few more questions, and then we'll. We'll get you on with your Saturday, but I want to highlight Auburn High graduate Clyde Pittman, who you worked really, really close with the past few years. And I was actually looking at your ex account. It seemed like y'all were very good friends off of the field as well, like you were just talking about. Um, with that, he does play Division One football at SMU. And my question, based off of that, is: Can you like give us a gauge and some details on how hard it is? to play the quarterback position after high school at the college or the professional level? Um, yeah, so I, I can't, I can't give you one from my personal experience. I didn't, I didn't actually did not play uh, quarterback in college, but talking with Clyde uh, since he's got to SMU, it's just a, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of what we do, but just on a bigger scale with, with more resources and more time uh, that they're required to be, in the facility, um, I think it's a big. Uh, the biggest thing when you go from high school to college, based on the kids that I've worked with, is learning learning the playbook, learning the the vocabulary that they have uh, in their playbook, and 
because I mean, with you spend you spend three you spend two to three years in an offense and you got it down pretty well. Like Clyde knew our offense like the back of his hand, and then he gets to SMU and it's obviously not the same. Uh, it may be a few of the same plays and all this stuff, but even if it's the same play, it's going to be called something different. And um, they may have a little thing that they do differently than we do. Um, so the main thing with, with, with going to the next level is, I would say, mentally. Because throwing the football doesn't change. Like The, the way Clyde throws the football, uh, his, what he's, how he's done that, he's going to do that the same way he's always done. But mentally, yeah. he's got to be prepared. Um, he's got to be prepared with the playbook and, and understanding what's expected of him. I mean, uh, with the weight room and all that stuff. So I would say the mental aspect of the game is the biggest thing that's, that is you have to make sure you're really locked in on if you go to the next level. Yes, sir. And then I have one last question. Uh, I ask this almost every single week. Okay. How special is the city of Auburn to you? Seeing that you graduated from Auburn university you're a math teacher at Auburn Junior High. Um, how special is the city of Auburn to you? And how special is it to see your students at the junior high eventually go and play for the high school football team? Yeah, it's it's awesome. So this this year is the first year um, where I've had – so the sophomores this year were my first class in, um, at, at the junior high. So some of them are, some of them are playing football this year. Um, and that that's really cool to see. Um, the city of Auburn is just awesome. I mean, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Um, I think we have great support from the city, from the mayor, from everyone involved in the city. Um, any <clears throat> everybody's always supportive. The Duck is probably the best atmosphere in high school football, um, especially in the state of Alabama. I mean, there's nothing like a Friday at the Duck. Um, and then last night was awesome. They traveled to Opelika. I know it's not far, but I mean, it was. They were just as loud as Opelika side was. This our side uh, of the field was, and I think just it's there's a uh, a lot to be said for enjoying where you live and enjoying going to work every day. And I I think that I I have the best job, and I think that I live in the best city in the state. Yes, sir. Well, I know we're thankful to have you in Auburn, Max and Reese. Do y'all have any more questions? No, sir. No. Nope. I, I thank you, Coach Cheney, for your time so yeah. much. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. Well, Thanks for having me. Going to do it, Coach, for Episode 7 of Play Callers. Thank you so, so much to Coach Cheney for joining us today. Um, we're so blessed to be continuing doing these episodes every single week and getting these episodes out for y'all. Thank you, Coach, and we hope you have a blessed week. Is there anything else you want to say to the students or the fans with the Central game coming up? I would just just say come out and support us next Friday night. Uh, it's a home game. Uh, we need to make uh, have the duck packed out and uh, let it be rocking when seven o'clock hits. Yes, sir. Hey, well, thanks for having thank me, you. Guys. Uh, thank yes, you sir. so thank much, you. These are the sounds of the game from the Booker T. Washington and Auburn flag football game, and also I got some interviews at the Opelika football game as well. And so these interviews at the Opelika football game were it was a little bit of commentary. And um, I, I basically reported at the end of every quarter and also at the start of the game what was going on and what had happened in the quarter, a little bit of a rundown. And then also got the interview at halftime with Coach Smith and Coach Etheridge and then got an interview at the end of the game with Coach Smith, Towns Magoo, Omar Mapson, and Davis Smith. Hope you enjoy. All right, I'm Noel Garris. I'm here with Coach Simo from, uh, from baseball. Yes, sir. All right, first question. How do you feel about last season after making the Final Four? In baseball? 
We didn't. We didn't make the playoffs last year. Last year? Yeah, we got beat by Smith and Central last year. Wow. So year before we. Two well, years ago. Two years ago, Central beat us on a walk-off home okay. run. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so how do you feel about last? Uh, it wasn't a very good one. Wasn't a very good one. <laughs> no, yeah. I did. I did a poor job. So hopefully, hopefully I rebound this year. All right. Now, what are you? Uh, speaking of that, what are you looking forward to next? Uh, a lot of excitement. Hopefully, we get lucky and win some ball games. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm here with Coach Meggs, the sponsor of Auburn High School's very own Samford the Tiger. Now, uh, my question for you, Coach Meggs, is how does it feel, you know, how, uh, what does it mean to have Samford appear at every event? Um, I think it means a lot. Samford is the embodiment of school spirit itself. Um, when he's in the presence, then people automatically have a smile on their face and they're ready to cheer on the Tigers and everything that they, they do are ready to have fun at a, a school function, whether it's Tiger Mochas on a Friday morning or a football game on a Friday night or flag football on a Tuesday night. All right, perfect. So you say you say Sanford is more more of a well-rounded entire entire school um, uh, school mascot uh, rather than just a um, athletic department thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Sanford um, is at all varieties of school events. You might see him welcoming people into the performing arts building, or you might see him on the sidelines of an athletic event, or even just handing out coffee on a Friday morning. All right, perfect. Thank you, Coach Meggs. Here with Coach Link, the head coach of uh, the flag football team. All right, first question, how do you feel about the game so far as a whole? So far, we've uh, the energy's been a lot better um, from the past two games, and so I like where we're doing. Our offense is working uh, pretty well, and defense is playing shut down. All right, perfect. Last question, what do you think your team could improve on going into the second half? No, no more deep balls. Um, that's something we're working on, make sure we pull the flags, and, and they're a physical team, so we've just got to make sure we're in it and being tough with them. All right, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here with head coach, Coach Link, for the Auburn High School flag football team. First coach, uh, first question, sorry, for the uh, end of the game. What are your overall thoughts and about the outcome of this game? Um, I like the way we, we came out and played today. We played with aggressiveness. Uh, we played a little, like I said, at halftime, a little bit more energy and, um, you know, got things working and got a lot, of, a lot of combinations in, and I'm hoping, you know, gave us a little more confidence. Gotcha, gotcha. Last question. Now, what do you think the team can learn from tonight's game moving forward? I think they understand if they can come out, again, with that aggressiveness, with some spirit about them, it, it makes it a little bit easier. If we can score first, it makes the game uh, in our hands a little bit more um, and not having to play back on our heels and play and catch up. All right, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here with Brooke Hallman, the starting quarterback of the Auburn High School flag football team. First question for you, how would you rate your overall performance at tonight's game? I think it did good. It was a little rock, uh, rocky at the beginning, but after that we started rolling in our offensive scoring. All right, gotcha. Now what are some things that you think you could improve on moving forward? Um, like I said, the beginning was rocky, so just having an overall consistent performance is something that I'm looking forward to improve on. All right, perfect. Great game. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here with Daly, also Brooke from the Auburn High School flag football team. They had a big win tonight. Two questions for you, Daly. How would you rate your overall performance on tonight's game? Um, it was pretty good. I had a few good catches. Uh, yeah, it was fun. All right, perfect. Now, what are some things that you think you could improve on moving forward? Um, I think I need to improve on being quicker on my feet and not being flaky whenever they're playing aggressive on me. All right, perfect. Thank you. Thanks. I'm here with Madison Allen on the um, Auburn High School flag football team. A big win tonight. First question for you. How would you rate your overall performance at tonight's game? Um, my performance was probably about a 7 out of 10, mainly because I know what I can do and I kind of let them get behind me sometimes, but I still had it down for the most part. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, what are some things that you think you could improve on moving forward? 
Um, definitely not letting anybody get behind me. Um, getting flags and make sure every single pass is caught. All right, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here with Heaven Lockhart on the Auburn High School flag football team. Great game tonight. Two questions for you. How would you rate your overall performance on tonight's game? Um, just like Madison, I'd rate mine a seven as well, mainly because there were a few things that I know that I missed and that I messed up and that I could do better with. So overall, I'll just say a seven. All right, all right. Now, what are some things that you think you could improve on moving forward? Um, mainly like my balance and making sure that I stop falling so much and getting more in the air and like catching balls and throwing balls down and things of that sort. All right, perfect, perfect. How'd you feel about the game today? Um, I'm a little bit disappointed, but we tried our best. How do you feel like about your playing time? How do you think you did? I think I did good for my part. Did you learn anything? Yeah. So y'all came into this game strong, um, but then Central took over pretty quick. How do y'all feel about that? Um, it's a, it's a tough, tough loss. I uh, certainly need to, to go back to the drawing board on a few things. Um, just uh, need to be better prepared for for uh, what what they have in the future, and um, you know we'll we'll come back stronger. We'll we're gonna figure, figure fix a couple mistakes. How do you uh, think the girls did learning new things for this game? Um, we'll go back and we'll watch it on film, and uh, so they'll really get to see what I'm talking about. Some things they haven't all seen yet, so we'll go we'll go watch it, and um, we'll we're gonna correct all our mistakes. All right, thank you. Miller. Hello everyone, sideline reporter Reese Kinder here uh, before the Opelika game. Um, a very, uh, it's uh, actually uh, about the rain has just stopped here in Opelika, Alabama. Uh, getting ready for this big rivalry game, both student sections are ready. Uh, we've already seen um, Opelika booing the Auburn team coming out of the uh, locker room and we've seen the Auburn student section booing the Opelika team when they go into the locker room. Uh, game time starts, uh, the game starts in 11 minutes. Um, and uh, we're ready for this exciting in-state rivalry between these two big rivals. Auburn looks to take the lead in the series. And um, we will see you at halftime with Coach Etheridge. Just at the start of the second quarter, Auburn had a very tough first quarter. Both teams scored zero points. Um, uh, there was two turnovers forced. Uh, actually, Opelika got an interception, but then fumbled the ball in the same play, and Auburn recovered it back. Right now, it is 3-0 at the start of the second quarter, and uh, Auburn looks to score their first points of this matchup at Opelika. Uh, Auburn is down 16-7 at halftime after a very uh, not-so-good first half. Uh, Auburn turned the ball over once and uh, was not able to move the ball a lot. They ended up punting it twice. Uh, Opelika scored two touchdowns, and... Um, Played a, play a very good first half. And, um, yeah, it is 16-7 at the, uh, at the at halftime. Uh, hopefully Auburn can bounce back. They haven't been a second-half team all year, but, you know, we could that could change here tonight at Bulldog Stadium. But um, I will talk to you after halftime. Here with Coach Etheridge. Uh, Coach, uh, what did you uh, see in the first half offensively and defensively from your team? Uh, we we didn't play real good the first half. We got to play better second half. You know, it just can't can't you know can't get the balls those balls over the top. We got to make sure that we we uh, control the football. We don't let their their offense have it most of the first half. Uh, we did get one good drive. We got it down here. Got it in the end zone. So we need to sustain drives and just you know just plug along. Uh, what what was your message to the guys at halftime? Uh, down down 16-7. We're just, you know, we got to relax and play. You know, we're making 
unfundamental mistakes, letting them get over top of us, you know, uh, little things, little things. You know, we got to come up, we got to tackle, you know, we got to got to work on punching the ball out and do the little things right. Uh, what are you looking for in the second half uh, from your team? Just a lot more intensity and then we'll play a little more relaxed. All right, thanks, Thank Coach. Thank you. Uh, what did you see from your special teams in that first half? Um, actually, I think they did pretty well. Um, real good job on that um, first half. We just got to play with more energy, um, especially on defense. Yeah. I think most of our guys play on um, special teams from defense, but they got to pick the energy up when they get out there and play defense. Um, you know, that one punt uh, that was a very short punt, uh, what, what did you see from uh, – or what did you tell him uh, after after he uh, missed that punt? He just got to keep his head up. You know, we talk about that all the time. We do, we do five perfects after practice. Um, just got to mentally block it and go out there and just play the second half. Uh, what are you expecting from your special teams uh, second half? Uh, playing with more intensity, um, playing with that hair on fire kind of mentality, and, and also just getting down to you know trying to hit somebody. That's that's the biggest thing. All right, thanks, coach. Yes, sir. Go Tigers. Uh, Auburn is losing by six points um, after like a fail to make the extra point in the second quarter, but now it's 23 to 17. Auburn's looking to score as they're at midfield after Omar Mapson's big run on third and 14 to get Auburn the first down. Right now, it is actually second and nine after he got a one-yard gain to end the third quarter. We're about to start the fourth quarter here at Bulldog Stadium, and I can't wait to see how this outcome or how this game will uh, play out. Auburn looks to win again away. I'm here with running back Omar Mapson. Omar, how do you feel like you did uh, in the second half to get your team to win? Uh, I just, you know, I had to step up. You know, we had to step up our game as, as, as a team, you know. We came out there, we dominated, we dominated the second half. The first half was not our half. We came out there the second half and we dominated. We scored, we scored three touchdowns in the second half. And, you know, we just dominated, you know. Uh, what do you feel like you guys need to work on in practice this weekend uh, going through the bye week? Um, we just need to work, need to work on passing more. I would say um, we're, running, we're running the ball really good. And, um, yeah, I think we'll just need to work on passing a little bit more. All right, thank you. Two top five teams, I think, going at each other. You know, Eric does a great job. Coach Speakman does a great job with those guys, and you know, we have a lot of respect for Osaka. It's it's just a great football game every single year. You're going to get the playoff atmosphere, the, you know, the intensity. This is a unbelievable atmosphere to play high school football in. And I was talking to our kids at halftime. I said, "Y'all got a chance of a lifetime to play in a game like this." Kids would. There's kids around this state that would love to play in a game. And this, you got an opportunity right here. So don't let it pass you by. Make the most out of every single play. And just play from, play from snap to whistle, you know, the second half. And then whatever happens, you know, be proud to be a Tiger. 415 total yards of offense for the Tigers tonight. You do it against a really stout Oklahoma oh, line. Just unbelievable. What was the game plan coming in? Did you get, were you guys able to stick to it pretty well? No, I mean, we, we knew we had to run the ball, but we also, we knew coming in, this week, we've got to put the ball in the air soon. We've got to be able to throw the ball. So we've got to get the ball in the air and get it to Indian Nation and the Auburn receivers. I think I need to go over and talk to these guys. I give you one more. Coach, what's yes, a win like this do for those guys over there? Oh, it just, you know, it's just super awesome for them guys. Super, super proud of them, you know. And, and you know, I mean, I, you know, I can't say enough about them. They fight and scrap to the very last play. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. Get with you guys. Go Tigers. Thank you. Go Tigers. Thanks, Coach. All right. Here with Davis Smith, uh, how does a win like this uh, feel like this uh, with your dad? You know, your dad being uh, one of your coaches, how does it feel to get a win with your dad at Opelika? 
it just feels great. You know, uh, always been been here like basically my whole life. Just trying to get the W for uh, Opelika as a rivalry game, and we came out, uh, won the game, and just kept fighting. Uh, how do you feel like you guys are going to go into the bye week? What are you guys going to work on in practice uh, this next week and the bye week? As a defense, we're going to prepare on all the things. We messed up this game and get ready for Central. That's what we got next. And just uh, work every day, get better 1%. Speaking of that Central game, uh, what's your message to the fans and everybody that supports uh, Auburn? Uh, thank you for coming tonight, and we uh, hope to bring out to the duck. You know? All you right. That was David Smith, and uh, thank you. I'm here with Towns Magoo. Uh, Towns, how do you feel like, uh, or what was that feeling when you got that game-winning kick? Man, it was great. It's good to see, you know, second half, uh, the whole guys come out, offense, defense, special teams, you know, really got it done. Uh, defense did a great job, saw them offense getting down the field. Uh, man, that touchdown was amazing, great feeling, especially, you know, against Crosstown rivals, somewhat amazing, you know. That's a really good opponent. Uh, they got a great team, uh, but we got our job done, and uh, we looked to uh, bring that momentum forward, so it was awesome. Uh, what do you feel like you guys need to work on in practice this upcoming week and through the bye week uh, to be prepared for Central? Man, I just think that we need to be ready to play in that big game. Uh, we got a little taste of this game, really huge game, really great environment. Uh, I think it's going to be two times that uh, against Central, and we really need to be ready for that. Uh, that's that's the main concern, and just be ready to play them. So yeah. Uh, what does this rivalry mean to you uh, against Opelika? Yeah, I mean, series was tied 47 to 47. Uh, breaking that, uh, you know, today was amazing. Great feeling, uh, leaving a mark for the 2024 class uh, seniors, and you know, we got a job done. We're gonna remember this one forever. So it was great. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Play Callers. Be sure to check out our episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also be sure to check out our other podcast, The Tiger's End, where we dive into the world of sports. Be sure to check out those episodes coming out every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Thanks for listening.